Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Nahmaduhu wa nasta'inuhu wa nastaghfiruh. Wa nu'minu bihi wa natawakkalu alayhi. Wa na'udhu billahi min shururi anfusina wa min sayyati amalina. Man yahdihillahu falamudillalahu wa man yudlil falahadiyalah. Wa nashadu an la ilaha illallah wahdahu la sharika lah. Wa nashadu anna muhammadan abduhu wa rasuluh. أرسل الله تعالى بالحق بشيرا ونذيرا داعيا إلى الله بإذنه وسراجا منيرا ثم بعد فقال تعالى يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله حق تخاته ولا تموتن إلا وأنتم مسلمون وقال يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم أعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما فقال نبينا محمد صلى الله عليه وعلى اله وصحبه وسلم ان اصدق الحديث كتاب الله وخير الهدي هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر الامور محدثاتها وكل محدثه بدعه وكل بدعه ضلاله وكل ضلاله في النار my dear respected elders brothers sisters The topic of my khutbah today is justice and ihsan, al-adl wal-ihsan. We hear this ayat in every Jumu'ah where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, إِنَّ اللَّهَ يَعْمُرُ بِالْعَدْلِ وَالْإِحْسَانِ وَإِتَعِذِ الْقُرْبَةِ وَإِنْحَانِ الْفَحْشَيْ وَالْمُنْكَرِ وَالْبَغِيِ يَعِذُكُمْ لَعَلَّكُمْ تَذَكَّرُونَ Which means indeed Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala commands justice Wal-Ihsan and Al-Ihsan which is translated as excellence, mercy, forgiveness and so on. And being good to your relatives, Allah forbids indecency, wickedness and aggression and He instructs you so perhaps you will be mindful and thoughtful. Al-Adil is justice. Justice is not natural. Justice is a choice. It is a decision we take to establish it even if we stand alone. Especially if we stand alone because we ask ourselves, if not me, then who? That is why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala commanded it. Justice won't just happen. It happens, when li- it happens only when there is an intention followed by firm, sustained, consistent action. There is no justice in nature. Lions, for example, don't say, only one of us must hunt one antelope. Three lionesses will go for the herd and stampede it into a shallow ravine, where four others are waiting. And two of the antelope die only because they were running on the outer edge of the herd. That's it. The four lionesses in the ravine will attack that herd of antelope in the most energy-efficient way possible. The zebra calf at birth imprints the stripe pattern on the hindquarters of his mother. The stripe pattern on the zebra on the hindquarters is like a fingerprint. Every single zebra is different. The zebra 
Kaf imprints that in his mind, not because he likes abstract art, but because in the herd of a million migrating animals, if he cannot find his mother, he will die. Because no other zebra mother, let alone any other species, will feed that calf, will nurse that calf, even if she is nursing her own. When a pack of hyena see a wildebeest giving birth, they don't say, oh, she's in pain, let's go help her. They say, wow, food! There's no justice in nature. Justice is not natural. But justice is the single most prominent sign of civilization. And that is why Islam is all about justice. Anthropologist Margaret Mead was asked by a student what she considered to be the first sign in a culture that that culture was civilized. She said, when I discovered a skeleton with a fractured femur which had healed. The femur is the big bone of the, of the leg. She said, I could see where it was broken and it had healed and fused back. They asked her, why? Why did she consider that to be a sign of civilization? She said, because in nature, when an animal breaks a femur, it's a death warrant. It cannot run, it cannot hunt, and it cannot escape predators. We are animals, we are mammals. So it dies. A broken femur that healed means that there was someone who took care of that individual until it healed. And that, she said, was the beginning of civilization. I wept when I read that, as I weep now, because it reminds me of how barbaric we have become. It reminds me that all the veneer of education and sophistication is just that. It's a veneer. Beneath it lies the barbarian, the unjust, the real savage who will kill children who are not his own, who will rape and plunder if he can do it with impunity, who needs force to render him harmless. So are we civilized? To be civilized is to be self-regulated. To be civilized is to care for others who don't matter to us in any material, urgent way. To be civilized is to do what is right, not because it is convenient or profitable or safe, but because it is right. To be civilized is not just to eat well, but to ensure that nobody goes to bed hungry. To be civilized is not to wear good clothes and live in palaces, but to ensure that nobody is naked and living on the street. The principle on which this self-regulation is based is called justice. Justice is not natural. It is an active choice. Justice is the basis of being civilized because to be civilized is not natural. It is the reflection of the divine because the source of justice is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Justice is evidence that we have a creator who loves us and is concerned for us and so taught us how to self-regulate our natural desires in a way that results in safety and caring for all of us. Justice is the criterion 
Justice is the criterion on which we will be judged when at the end of our lives we will meet the one who gave us that law. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala commanded us in the Quran, Inna Allah ya'muru bil adli wal ihsan wa itai zil qurba wa yanhaanil fahshay wal munkari wal baghi ya'idhukum la'allakum tadhakkaroon. I remind myself and you that this is a world of cause and effect. If you want to change an effect, you must address its cause. Peace is an effect. Its cause is justice. Without justice, peace can never be established. Without justice, any apparent peace is only a recess between wars. There are two truths about justice, which we all know very well. One, injustice to one is injustice to all. And two, justice can never be established until those who are not affected by injustice are willing to stand up against it. The question is, what are we willing to do about establishing justice? We will do that only when we see that not establishing justice will come around to bite us. I know that self-interest is not the most noble of motives, but I say that if that is what it takes to stand up, so be it. But stand we must for those who can't. Stand we must because it is about us, not about them. There is a time to stand and there is a time not to stand. There is a time to speak and there is a time to remain silent. There is a time to be seen and there is a time to be hidden. This time is a time to stand and speak and be heard. Because we have reached a stage in the history of this world where those who we elected, whether you like it or not, that is the truth. You elected them by voting for them or you elected them by sitting on your backside and not voting. They, if they ever had a moral compass, they lost it long time, brother. They don't even know what is right and what is wrong. They don't care what is right, what is wrong. And you, therefore, have to stand up and remind them. Because when we stand before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Jalla Jalalu, and there we have no choice. Here you have a choice. Here you have a choice to stand or to remain sitting and to have drawing room conversations and to be a, a keyboard warrior and, and forward stuff on social media. But on that day, you will have no choice. Every one of us will stand before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala jalla jalaluhu. And there, we will be asked. We will not be asked what happened. Because he knows what happened. We will be asked, what did you do? What did you do? Prepare for the answer. Because you will be asked, 
I will be asked. So where will you be this Saturday, which is tomorrow at 2 p.m.? You will be before in Springfield, standing with those who are not affected by the injustice, standing with those to whom it doesn't matter if there are no more Palestinians on the face of the earth, standing with those who despite that will be standing, standing with those who despite that have spent their money, they didn't ask you for a donation, their money, their time, they're taking time off, they're standing in the bitter cold, in the rain. Make sure you're standing there with them because it is about our Izzah. I don't care what excuse you have. If you are alive, be there. Be there on your feet, or be there on a wheelchair, but be there. And if you are not there, then stand in front of the mirror and look at your face in the mirror and answer to yourself what you will answer to Allah. أقول قولي هذا استغفر الله لي ولكم ولسائر المسلمين فاستغفروه إنه هو الغفور الرحيم. الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على شرف الأنبياء والمرسلين محمد رسول الله صلى الله عليه وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا فما بعد قال جل وعلا إن الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا أيها الذين آمنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل محمد كما صليت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد اللهم بارك على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما باركت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد. We spoke about justice and then there is the other word al-ihsan which is more than justice. It is something that is more valuable in the sight of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the one before whom we will be called. Something which indicates the peak of all virtue and that is al-ihsan. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa alayhi wa described al-ihsan in the famous hadith Dibrail as أن تعبد الله كأنك ترى فإن لم تكن ترى فإنه يراك أو كما قال عليه الصلاة والسلام which means to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as if you can see him and though you don't see him know that he sees you we know that this does not apply to salah alone but to every aspect of the life of a Muslim Rasulullah demonstrated this in his entire life. One of the most powerful instances of that was in Fatah Makkah. What do we see in Fatah Makkah? Put yourself there on the wall. Watch what is happening. We see the commander of a conquering army entering the city that he had conquered, mounted on his camel. But how? His blessed head bowed so low that it almost touched 
the pommel of the saddle of the camel, not cheering and shouting as was the custom and culture of the time and is totally acceptable to this day. But instead, saying, La ilaha illallah wahda wa sadaqa wa'da wa nasara abda wa hazama lahzaba wahda. He said, there is no one worthy of worship except Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone. He was true to his promise to his slave. And he helped his slave. And he defeated the confederates on his own. And then he, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, purified the Kaaba from all idols and pictures around it and inside it. And he prayed inside the Kaaba. Then he returned to the doorway, standing on its elevated step and gazed in thankfulness at the huge crowd below and delivered the celebrated address. He said, which means there is nobody worthy of worship but Allah alone. He has no associates. He fulfilled his promise to his slave and helped him and defeated all the confederates alone. Bear in mind that every claim of privilege, whether that of blood or property, is under my heel. No racism in Islam. No color privilege in Islam. And then he said, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Bear in mind that every claim of privilege, whether that of blood or property, is under my heel, except that of the custody of the Kaaba and supplying water to the pilgrims. Bear in mind that for anyone who is slain, even though semi-deliberately with a club or whip, for him the blood money is very severe. A hundred camels, forty of whom to be pregnant. O people of Quraysh, surely Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has abolished from you all pride of the pre-Islamic era and all conceit in your ancestry because all men, all people are descended from Adam alayhi salam and Adam was made of clay. And then he recited, Ya ayyuhan nasu inna khalaqnakum min dhakarin wa untha. وَجَعَلْنَاكُمْ شُعُوبًا وَقَبَائِلًا لِتَعْرَفُوا إِنَّ أَكْرَمَكُمْ إِنَّ اللَّهِ يَتْقَاكُمْ إِنَّ اللَّهَ عَلِيمٌ خَبِيرٌ He said which means in Surah Al-Hujurat O humanity indeed we created you from a male and a female and made you into people and tribes that you may recognize one another Surely the most noble of you in the sight of Allah is the most righteous the person who has the most taqwa and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is all knowing and all aware and then he asked, O people of Quraysh, what do you think about how I will treat you now? And they said, Anta Akhil Kareem, Ibn Akhil Kareem. They said, you are our noble brother and the son of our noble brother. We expect nothing but goodness from you. And then he said to him, he said to them, I speak to you in the words of Yusuf salam, who spoke to his brothers. And he said, La tathriba alaykum al-yawma yaghfirullahu lakum. وَهُوَ أَرْحَمُ الرَّاحِمِينَ Yusuf said in the ayat of the Qur'an قَالَ لَا تَثْرِيبَ عَلَيْكُمُ الْيَوْمَ يَغْفِرُ اللَّهُ لَكُمْ وَهُوَ أَرْحَمُ الرَّاحِمِينَ Yusuf said there is no blame on you today. May Allah forgive you and he is the most merciful of the merciful. And then he said اِذْهَبُوا فَأَنْتُمُ الطُّلَقَى He said go you are free. And that is why they People of Makkah, after Fatah Makkah, they are called at Tulaqa, the freed slaves of Muhammad That is the beginning of, that is the meaning of Al-Ihsan. 
it would have been just and fair for Rasul Allah to have punished the evildoers who had mercilessly persecuted him and his family and companions for 13 years and more. It would have been just and fair for him to demand compensation, even punitive compensation for loss of property and mental and physical anguish and torture that he and his companions had been subjected to by the Quraysh. But he did not. Instead, he forgave them all. That is more than justice because mercy is more than justice. Mercy is the root of forgiveness and it is mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that we ask when we meet him, not justice. The action of Rasulullah is unique in the history of mankind and is a shining example for anyone in authority, no matter how small that authority is, who has the power to retaliate. He must pause and ask, what did Rasulullah do in such a situation? The seerah of Rasulullah is the tafsir of the Quran. The seerah is the field book of the Quran for those who want to live by the Quran. This is what we are reminded to do every Friday. To be just and then to be merciful. Because the one above the heavens is merciful to those who are merciful on earth. I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for his mercy and forgiveness for us all. And to keep us safe from his displeasure and anger. To deliver justice because only he can deliver justice. I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to punish all oppressors and to remove all oppression from the face of the earth because only he can do that. I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to give us the courage to stand for justice and to stand against injustice. Not because our standing will change anything but because we want to be among those who will be called on the day of judgment by the title of those who stood for those who were fighting against injustice. Rabbana faqfir lana dhunubana wa kaffirana sayyatina wa tawaffana ma'al abrar. Rabbana zalamna anfusana wa illam taqfir lana wa tarhamna lanakunanna minal khasirin. La ilaha illa anta subhanaka inna kunna minal zalimin. Rabbi qfir warham wa anta khairul rahimin. Amin ya rabbal alameen. Ya ibadallah, rahimakumullah. Inna allaha ya'muru biladli wal ihsan. Wa ita'izi al-qurba wa yanha'ani al-fahshai wal munkari wal baghi. يعزكم لعلكم تذكرون اذكروا الله يذكركم عدو يستجيب لكم ولا ذكر الله يكبر والله يعلم ما تصنعون أقيموا السلام